I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi family, welcome to Live Your Best Life with me Liz Wright. I am so happy you joined us today. My spirit is so excited. My friends, my dear guests that are on joining me for today's conversation are honestly two of the most love-filled people that I know. Their relationship with each other is beautiful. And um, yeah, you're going to be so blessed and so empowered as you just listen to them sharing from their very real life in Jesus and what they've learned this far. They are both pastors in the amazing Bethel in Reading in California. They're very respected, very well-loved people. So it is my absolute honor and joy to have joining me for the conversation today, Richard and Libby Gordon. Welcome. Hi, Liz. We're so excited to be with you. It's so good to have you both with me. Thank you. Can can we dive into the conversation? Um, your relationship with each other has inspired not just me, but like the people that you're around, what you've learned, your openness and your vulnerability, and just as you've walked your relationship with each other out with Jesus in the middle of it, there's just so much life that comes from you. Honestly, it's contagious and it's inspirational just listening to you. So can I start by just asking you both? I want to go a little bit more into how you do life with each other. But to start, can I just ask you to share with all the family listening all around the world, how did you guys meet? Where, where did it all start? Do you want me to start? Yeah, maybe, okay. <laughs> um, Well, first, Liz, it's such a privilege to do this with you. I remember sitting with you at Coffee and Reading, and I remember hearing the stories of Jesus coming through your mouth, and there was such a presence around us. And I remember we said, Oh, I think we're going to do stuff together in the future. And so it's just fun yeah. to do stuff with you and with my queen. So. Yes, absolutely. I remember it well. It was such a special time, wasn't it? I can remember that we could hardly speak because the presence just got, <laughs> Jesus just got thicker and thicker. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, and then just, yeah, Jesus has ordered our steps and we've ended up speaking together and Holy Spirit just having Holy Spirit parties. So, yeah. Oh. So it's great to be with you both again. So yes, as, as you guys want to flow, just please tell us how, how did it all start for you both? Yeah, I think um, uh, Libby is one of the most powerful, incredible people I've ever <laughs> met in my whole life. She's the first spirit-filled person that I met in my life. So mm -hmm. she was an anomaly and a window of the more of God to me. And I remember we wow. I was studying my master's in electronic engineering. And she was studying her um, bachelor's in English and theater. So she's my drama queen. Mm -hmm. And, I, <laughs> and we, we met at university. Yeah. So there was a, the, this grassy bank. And I remember her walking and she had uh, no shoes on and a floral dress. Um, and yeah, I remember meeting her and and she was quite fascinating because I remember um, she would start speaking and the atmosphere in a room would change. Um, she would know details about people's lives and she would pray for people and they would get healed. And I'd never seen 
any I'd read of stories, but I'd never met anyone like this before. And so I remember going to bed the one night and uh, uh, there's a scripture that says, unbeknownst to you, sometimes you entertain angels. And I remember um, going to bed one night thinking, you know, uh, maybe in this window in my world, um, the Lord has brought an angel and just maybe, um, yeah, I, I'm entertaining an angel. And the long I love that. I, wow. I ended up uh, marrying that angel. The angel, right. And it wasn't uh, love at first sight, but um, no. our, I, um, we actually ended up doing some ministry stuff together and but she was definitely the window of the more of god for me yeah. she was the picture of like it's actually possible to know god in that way and so she was um i'd never met anyone like her like quite a heavenly creature and very um, normal and very real <laughs> a very normal, this very idea. real heavenly creature who he was clearly obsessed with. <laughs> I love the way you I talk. I will definitely it. bring some realness, Liz, to you. So yeah. it's not all. <laughs> I think we love each other more because we've gone through so many hard times together, yeah. and that um, when you have Jesus in the midst of it, and there's grace to forgive and to rebuild, and then you yeah. end up. Um, feeling even safer and falling yeah. more in love with each other. But when Richie and I met, um, Rich speaks of it as it, for him, it was more impactful, I think, in his walk with the Lord. Mm. Um, having uh, grown up in the Lord for just a few years, we both got saved later um, in our end, uh, mid to end of our teenage years. We weren't raised um, Christian, either of us. And I think the impact that I had when I met Rich was more on his walk with the Lord. We definitely um, didn't develop an immediate uh, romantic attraction or start dating. I think it was after two years, roughly, mm -hmm. or a year and a half of friendship and us building together um, on campus, seeing the Lord come as, as we started some um amazing uh, ministry together and in our high school seeing God break in we're really partners in the gospel and yeah. um, and had immense fun together I think I was attracted to Rich because he loved Jesus so deeply he was sharing the love of God with everyone who was around him he mm. didn't know the person of the Holy Spirit and um but when I spent time with him, I think, Liz, you've experienced this. He would look every person in the eye and mm. it's as if you can feel the love of Jesus. Um, yeah. The eyes are the window to, of, of the soul and so to the soul. And so when he would look at you, he would give each person so much dignity, whether they were a professor or um, we were traveling and ministering or whether it was someone who was um, homeless on the street. I just saw he had such, he offered such dignity to each person yeah. and loved them so well. And mm. he had so much fun, Liz. I think that for me was a huge impact. When I became a Christian in my early years, I was dreadfully intense and, um, <laughs> And took intense. myself <laughs> incredibly seriously, um, loved the Lord with such a pure heart, um, but had grown up in a very intense um, family life. And so when I found the Lord, that kind of cascaded over into my walk with the Lord. And when I met Rich, I was so refreshed because I would see, 
I'd see people come to know the Lord. I would see him minister to them, but he would laugh through it. And he, when he met me, he didn't ask me what my 10 year ministry plan was, or, I mean, this is now what, 12 years ago, 13 years ago. And he didn't ask um, what I wanted, you know, what I felt called to. He asked me what I enjoy doing for fun. And he wanted to get to know me and the dreams in my heart. And for me, I probably developed an attraction to him before he did towards me um, yeah. because I just fell in love with how he loved life and he lived yeah. a full, rich life. Um, and he was free of this religious spirit that yeah. I had um, so seen around me. So that was, that was the early uh, days. Tell them like, so she thought that she was going to be a martyr. That was I, her like... I mean, that's something that's really precious to me. I think that that's something that I still feel is either in our family line or something we'll carry. But mm. in the early days... Um, so she thought she wasn't going to be married. I never, never thought no. I'd be married, Liz. Oh, I didn't right, right, right. At right. all. Right. Yeah. Right. And so I thought I would just walk with the Lord for the rest I, of I my life. I messed up all the plans. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say until until Richard rudely interrupted your plans. <laughs> but it's true, it's true. I mean, I agree with you, Libby, that when, when we first met Richard, that was one of the things that struck me was this honour and value that you have for everybody, Richard. And you both carry this. You just truly understand something of the value of every person. And you're so honoring and life-giving and it causes people to, I think, open up and trust and feel safe and start to just be, be free to be themselves. You're like, you guys are not religious, which I love. You're just authentically doing your life, loving Jesus. And one of the things I wanted to ask you, Richard, like, obviously you, you're in a journey like we all are, you know, you're doing life every day and you're working out how to do the relationship with Jesus in the midst of you and but because of the way you saw Libby, you know, you, like you said, you'd never seen somebody like this before. He was clearly shining Jesus and just full wow. of the anointing and the presence of God. Did that give you um, like a, a, an, 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 like an extra special honor for her, a value of her? Because she would, you saw who she really is in the Lord to begin with, didn't you? Even though you were friends for a while after that. Yeah. Has that sort of stayed with you, that kind of perspective? Yeah, I, I mean... I mean As you've gone through said, life together, you know. I said, yeah, she's one of the um, most incredible people I've ever met in my life. And mm. I don't know if a lot of people can say this of their wife, probably, but she's definitely a mentor to me. Um, so she's mentored me in the things of the spirit. Mm. Um, and the things of encounters and I think you, know, you meet someone and you, I remember thinking to myself this thinking if it's possible for her surely it can happen for me and wow. right I remember um, and still to this day I'm like I think you know it talks in the scriptures that you know um, we that he knew us before he formed us and then you're knitted into our mother's womb, like this golden thread knitted in. And so I don't know when we were created, but we, we've got this piece of divinity, like knitted into our mother's womb. And, and mm -hmm. so that when you discover a person, it's like they almost, there's so many depths and layers and this almost, it almost feels like, like you could discover someone for, you know, hundreds of years and still not fully discover all of them. And, mm -hmm. and I sit with Libs and I talk to her about, the things of God and I talked to her about ideas that she has about the world and still like we'll stay up 
like will stay up till the late hours of the night and I'm still asking and still like these most profound things come out of her mouth about the way she sees the world and, and the Lord. And, and I think, you know, for, you know, I can only imagine still we'd be 70, 80 and I still wouldn't have got the fullness that is of who fully she is. Right. And, uh, and yeah, I think she's, you know, I, there's uh, over her life, um, her, there's a call in her life to be like a Catherine Coleman and mm-hmm. the person I've seen the closest to Catherine would be one of my heroes, the closest to Catherine Coleman, I'd probably say, like I personally have met and, um, mm. and yeah, for me, I think part of my assignment on the earth is to love her into loveliness and oh to literally, um, lay my knife down to see kind of this gift mm-hmm. that has been deposited on the earth, the mm-hmm. seed that's been placed to like arise and shine and to come to light. And so, I mean, that's quite poetic language, but it, it looks like just loving her and like mm-hmm. just, and it's my greatest joy. So I never thought I'd, I'd go into ministry. Well, I met yeah, I did. But when we came to America, I, I um, resigned my job as an engineer because I saw this call on her life. I think she's like our son, one in 10,000, one in, like there's no one I've ever met like her. And so I thought, let me lay everything down business-wise, corporate-wise to uh, come to Reading, to put her through the school, because it was one of the few places on the earth that I I knew that they cultivated the supernatural in unique gifts. And I thought, what if I could just lay everything down to see her arise and shine and so I remember um, resigning and I remember my boss I'd just been promoted early um, to a senior position I remember my boss saying like you know what are you doing where are you going and I was like well you know there's a call um, on my wife's life and on our lives and I I feel like we're supposed to go have you been bought out by anyone have you got an I was like no I don't (laughs) have another job and yeah and I think I think anyone, it's a dream to be able to lay your life down to see someone else's dream come true. Mm-hmm. And I think That's in doing true. so, mm-hmm. I think I've come alive. I've awoken. I would never be the man I am today if it wasn't for the conversations the, the, like, that I've had with Liv. She's literally opened up a world of favor to me in the mm-hmm. spirit and in the natural. Yeah. She's honestly one of the most divine creatures i've ever met in my life oh my goodness i told you you'd be inspired family didn't i can you believe this <laughs> are you listening this is the mandate on your lives <laughs> i loved what you yeah and women and women we are to we are called i love your language richard you know you felt called to love your beautiful wife into loveliness into the fullness and it and in the scripture of course that comes to mind when you're speaking is greater jesus's words to us greater love has no man or woman than to lay their life down for their friend which is what he did but of course when you, it's so powerful it's absolutely so powerful isn't it and like you've discovered when you've done that for libby Mm -hmm. serving her to become everything that you're on this planet to be libby which is extraordinary then the overflow the favor that that opens up you know for you richard as well and you you guys are just amazing i love you okay so tell me more yeah she definitely does that for me i i would yeah um, 
he opens doors for me that yes, I've never, Absolutely. yeah. And yeah we, we definitely right. have this thing where we try and um, almost like, I don't know if it's an assignment, but it just seems to happen where we will speak so kindly of each other behind closed doors, yeah. in public, in front of yeah. each other. Um, and be honest yeah. with one another too. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're clearly very open and you're authentic, aren't you? You're not, you're in the pursuit of the fullness of reality. So tell tell me, Libby, so how do you love Richard? Like, so what's, because what's your, the way that you, obviously you hugely honour him. I've heard you speaking about him before in the most, you know, honouring way, but what does it look like for your side of the relationship? Not, yes. So I think for me, I, Liz, really struggled with really, to be honest, with the way Rich loved me, even in our dating years. So I can remember 12, 13 years ago, um, and I think it's important to define time too, because often when people would see the way Rich treats me or I treat him, they would assume um, that we newlyweds or these are the first months and just wait until, um, you know, you know, life gets hard. And, and I think for me, Liz, I really struggled with the way Rich loved me initially. I really struggled to receive. I think I'm comfortable with being the contributor. I'm comfortable. Um, growing up was um, really trained even, you know, in my own upbringing, that if I am to be safe, I'm to be independent. And, I, mm. and if I am to, uh, to be successful in this life that I need to make sure that I'm okay. I mean, these were not even just, they were physically taught or verbally taught, but even um, just with the way life would take place. And I think for me, I always felt that um, the more honest someone was with me or, or feedback they would give me of correction. Um, you know, I never wanted to be the emperor with no clothes on, you know, better, I must know any shortfalls or weaknesses. Um, and when Rich would love me in the initial days of, of, of dating, I really would resist that and, you know, argue with him or, or um, have something else to say or point out a flaw. And I remember actually it was in our early days of marriage. And this is really one of the ways that Richard will say I can love him well is um especially when he, when he had chosen to lay his life down in his job and he took all of those steps it was under the unction of the holy spirit and when he took those steps he stepped down from work we moved countries it was in that season that i watched rich work less but get paid more and i watched incredible opportunities open up with google and facebook and youtube and and where uh, we watched god's favor be poured out if someone has a mandate to give or to champion you that um the most beautiful way you can love them is yes to reciprocate which i will do in the most unapologetic and lavish of ways but for me which i see a lot of people struggle with is um in actually receiving liz and i even believe it's it's our mandate with the lord and um, something that we struggle with with god mm -hmm. receiving his grace receiving his favor and that we would usually sabotage our life down to our lowest belief system about ourselves and rich sat me down and i remember him saying to me um because he was working late and doing all these things and and i was in you know a beautiful space of of um, using the gifts God had given me in a place of, of safety and celebration. And when Rich would stay up late, I would find myself staying up late. And it was about the sixth month and Rich sat me down and he said to me, 
babe, in this season, God has called me to sow seeds into your life. And I am to make specific sacrifices to see fruitfulness and a harvest come into your life. And he said to me that when you receive and if you will yield to the gifts I'm giving you or the time I want to give you or free up for you, if you will receive those, they're going to bear harvest. But Mm. what I see you doing is sabotaging what I'm trying to do for you because you feel unworthy or because you feel that the scales are unbalanced. And, um, and what will end up happening is the harvest and the fruit that I expect to get from the season in your life and for our children, as God moves in your life will be short-circuited and will be sabotaged. And Liz, it'll sound, you know, I can give you practical examples of, of, of mutual sacrifices uh, I've made. And, but I, I feel just the prompting of the Lord to point that out, that mm-hmm. Rich would say that the one thing that he's loved about me is I've learned to receive his love and his sacrifice and allow it to take hold of my heart, take root in my heart and change me. And I yeah. have become whole because of his love. And then he bears the benefits of a whole wife who is secure and confident that can be generous with him and with other people or mm. secure and, and that can take risks in the Lord and be bold. Um, and I think the one of the greatest things that Rich will share, he often will share is um, the way I, I have been able to receive and to yield to the Lord's generosity and to his generosity has caused immense fruit and favor in our lives. And and it really is the hardest thing, right? We want to work for what the Lord's given us, or we want to make an exchange with God and to really yield and, and, and to surrender doing that for me has been the hardest journey. And, and so um, I've really learned that that's anytime the Lord brings correction in my life, it's because he has something greater. Yes. And if I will yield to that, there's actually increase on the other side. And, and we've seen that mirrored in our love um, and, and free of comparison too, which is a, a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when each other, um, when we see the Lord move in each other's lives, when other people, there's a deep celebration and a freedom mm-hmm. in our heart. Um, yeah. We've experienced the abundance of God, I think, in very hard times. Mm-hmm. And so we it- Oh, it's, it's just beautiful listening to you and it's so empowering. You carry so many keys. And I think that's, um, it's hugely important, you know, what you've just shared that you, you chose to receive, you know, you chose to receive and you let go of that self-preserving independence mm-hmm. in the context of your relationship, which is so common for all of us because we learn how to live like that, don't we? And to actually trust your heart to somebody else. I mean, obviously in the midst of all of that, your foundation for your marriage, both of you, is Jesus. You're trusting him to be all that you need and to be, I mean, that's, uh, it's so obvious. You, you are a doorway for Jesus towards one another. You know, his, it's his love pouring through and mingling with your own love for each other. Isn't it? It very, it really is supernaturally natural the way you relate. And I've, and of course I, you know, I appreciate that that's going to have its ups and downs and moments because it's life, but that is the core of who you are. You, you're a living testimony to the reality that we really can be a conduit of the supernatural love and grace of Jesus towards one another. And we're supposed to be, that's our privilege, isn't it? In, in Christian marriage, you know, it's, it's an amazing reality we can experience. Yeah. Liz, so, I'm reminded as you share that if I can for a moment. Of course, yeah, yeah. Scripture that really impacted me. It was actually in the most unorthodox of ways. It 
was in the book of Acts, where Jesus responds to Saul. He says, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And of course, Jesus had already ascended. He was talking about the way Saul was treating his bride. He was treating the people who were in union with him. He didn't say, why are you persecuting my church or other people? He said, why are you persecuting me? So had Jesus, uh, so Jesus honors the union between him and I or, or his bride. And I think that's been a real anchor point for Rich and I. So the way we treat one another is really the way that we're treating our Lord Jesus. Wow. And the way that I Gosh. love Richard and mm. I choose him is actually worship to Jesus. Mm. And so if I have that as a marker of, of how, how would I speak to Jesus? Or I do. How do I speak to Jesus? How do I trust Jesus? Well, if Jesus has given me the gift of rich for my life, it is that the way when rich hurts, Jesus, so in that moment, is such a picture of that. He so uh, honors that union that he says, if Richard is being persecuted, he is being persecuted. Mm, yeah. If if he is in pain, so the Lord is in pain. And, and so that's really been a mark on our lives, the way we've treated one another and the way we treat others. It's truly yeah. the way we are treating Jesus himself. Mm. And I think if, if we yeah. can hold on to that, it's it's no question in our heart if I would lay down my own pride mm. or, or uh, lay down my need to, you know, put, you know, my foot down or whatever it is. And we can submit to one another um, yeah. because we're submitting to Jesus within mm. one another. Oh. Yeah. Like my goodness me, that's life transforming, isn't it? Just there. My goodness me, that everything you do is an act of worship as in terms of how you treat each other, because it's true. We are the Lord's body, aren't we? We're ministering mm -hmm. to Jesus as we care and love for one another. So in finishing, I just wanted to ask you guys a question. Where, where For people who are married right now, or even in any significant relationship in life, how do they move to this next level? What would you suggest if they're just, if people are out there, you know, some of the family listening, then they're going through real struggles. Is there anything that you would say to say, okay, from this point, make this shift? Is there something that you would like to, that you've learned that you could help them with, with that? Yeah, definitely. I'd say I probably have um, my own brokenness in our early days of marriage. It probably caused Richard the most stress. And pain, so you can share a key, babe. <laughs> what would you me of, of the way you've loved me and, and brought restoration yeah. to my life? How do people move into this reality, Richard? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Huge no, I, question. I think it, 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 can, it's good. It, always, um, it always almost confuses me that all our private moments together uh, where we are loving each other mm -hmm. have made an impact like publicly yeah the people they really have people that will say oh this is what you this is what impacted us most about your life will often be the presence of god mm -hmm. and your marriage and i'm like we never preach on marriage no <laughs> i know but you <laughs> so it's live just it the way we yeah um and it sounds so simple um but i think it's the same mm -hmm. thing with jesus when people i want more i want more encounters and it's so simple but if you can fall in love um, like if you can just fall in love again mm -hmm. uh, and you know we've been 12 years mm -hmm. but um, I think love is the most powerful thing mm -hmm. uh, it's for God so love the world that he sent his son the degree of love equals mm -hmm. the degree of authority mm -hmm. and yeah. so 
like I remember when uh, Libs, it took her seven days to forgive me. Yes. And it was my joy that I got to love her to a place where God had given me this gift and this window of, of my world that I got to love to make her lovely. Mm -hmm. And that the seven days became five days. <laughs> and then the five days became three days mm -hmm. when I made a mistake or something like, I don't know, it was late or something like that. And then those, the, the, um, and then it became two days and to a place where like I got to love her to a place where she felt so safe mm -hmm. that it would become like a matter of minutes yeah. now. Yeah. And like what a joy that I literally oh. get to be the hands, the feet of Jesus. Mm -hmm. They get to love somebody into mm -hmm. a place where they are more lovely. Mm -hmm. It's like every every man wants to be a hero of a story. And this is how. Yeah, she lets me be the hero of her story yeah. and she lets me love her and she lets me receive. And Sometimes it's this beautiful. And yeah. I think well. so the, the idea of like, some sometimes people say like, oh, that's hard. I'm like, isn't it the greatest joy to love someone? And then on the other side, it's like, and I do the same. I have to, I have to receive her love mm -hmm. because her love will make me look a little bit more like Christ. Mm -hmm. And so if I can open my heart and my gates, which is my heart, mm -hmm. and I can open up and I can literally start to receive her love. Mm -hmm. Yes, it takes a huge degree of humility. And I think when Rich talks about love, he's understood that sacrifice and hard times always yield fruit. And so he loves the, the, the idea of the, the hero story of for there to be a victory, there would have to have been a struggle. And so mm -hmm. I think if the married couples or, or there's a spouse, um, we're so certain that you are watching this on assignment, on appointment by the Lord, that as you mm -hmm. watch this now, that you are to know that the struggle and the sacrifice in the Lord's hands will end in victory that yeah. is the promise that he's given us and chris valentin who is our pastor will say something so precious he says if it's not good it's not the end and so to know right now as you're watching this if you're not in a place where you're experiencing goodness so many times endless times we have been there it's that we have both held to that truth that jesus always brings us into a place of victory and so if you can hold out and you can you have the end in mind, the picture in mind, there's permission to bring community in, to ask the Lord for supernatural grace. Liz, for me, I say signs and wonders are easy in the kingdom of God. But to forgive and to humble yourself, that I, I, for me, that requires a great power from the Holy Spirit and, and a great encounter with Jesus. And so mm -hmm. we would both encourage you radically to to get alone with the Lord, not just contending for power or miracles through your own hands, but contend for miracles within your head and your heart, that you would have mm -hmm. grace to forgive one another, that he would give you a picture of what the end looks like. And then to know anything is fixable. Absolutely yeah. anything is, yeah. is fixable and can change in the Lord's hands. And, yeah. and there is permission to know that he can do, it's our testimony, each of our testimonies, he can do anything with a life yielded to him he absolutely can oh my goodness i don't want to stop talking i could talk to you both for days 
Uh, oh my goodness. Thank you both so much for just being on with us, giving us your precious time and sharing some of your amazing life with us. And we do, we come in agreement for all of you watching right now, if you are struggling, that you can right in this moment as you switch us off today, just to encourage you, if you can spend a little bit more time with Jesus, turn your heart back to him and begin to receive he will flow the virtue from his own nature through you that you need to supernaturally love your husband or your wife and to fill your own needs up so that you can sit there and become an overflow of a conduit of his love and see healing begin to start to happen and transformation. He's the God of the impossible. And this is our life now. It's our privilege. So thank you all. Thank you both for being with us today. You're both amazing. And thank you all for joining us for today's show. Have an amazing week. God bless. Thank you.